Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Dr. Philip Fletcher. Welcome to Humanity Matters. I'm your host, where we discuss and reflect on theology, philosophy, leadership, and nonprofits. We're beginning a new series through the summer and concluding in the fall. It's called Meet the Candidates, a discussion on poverty in Arkansas. And so simply to open up, it is important. Uh, the poor in our society have concerns addressed in a loving, civil, and nonviolent manner. Uh, so for us to move forward, we have to work together in love and for the good of each other. And one of the ways that can occur is uh, when men and women choose to throw their hat in the ring and run for political office. And so uh, during uh, the summer and the fall, uh, I will be meeting with uh, men and women who have chosen uh, to put themselves out there, uh, who have chosen to run at the city level, uh, the county, state uh, level uh, for elected office. And today I have with me Renee Henderson. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm fine, Dr. Good. Fletcher. Good, good. I'm glad that you are here. And so, um, why don't you provide us a brief introduction about yourself? Oh, Dr. Fletcher, uh, that probably is going to be my weakest point. <laughs> But I want you to know that my campaign manager, who is also with us, probably could have done that most well. But I am Renee Henderson. I am running for Justice of the Peace in District 4 for the Faulkner County Quorum Court. I am a master's prepared graduate of UCA. And I uh, reside on Sturgis Road in the Gold Lake community with lots of great neighbors. And uh, just so glad to be here. Thank you for the invite. All right, good. Uh, so why are you uh, seeking elected office? What, what caused you to get involved to say that I want to get my name on the ballot and serve uh, my people? Well, Dr. Fletcher, I can tell you that uh, I believe it was, uh, yes, a choice, but also it was a higher calling okay. to serve the people of this district and of this county and thereby of this state. And I believe that it is so much time for a change, a positive change in our county. Okay. Uh, the decisions being made by the quorum court. Okay. Um, right now, what we have is a 13 member, all unison male court, okay. um, unison Caucasian, and I believe that this county can be strengthened with more diversity in terms of gender, in terms of ethnicity, in, in terms of background. Okay. All right, well, good. And so, um, briefly, uh, our discussion over the next couple of months is going to be specifically about uh, poverty. And so, uh, can you provide us uh, your definition of, of poverty? Well, I've looked at some definitions, of course, in preparation for this time with you. Okay. But uh, as I look at the definition and I look even at my own existence at this uh, point in my life, mm -hmm. uh, having grown up in poverty, lived poverty, breathed poverty throughout high school and then on into college, uh, and then finding a point of uh, a medical challenge and then um, having income reduced okay. and so that once again, I know firsthand uh, poverty. And to me, it's a, it's a, a existence where, it's an existence where 
uh, you don't perhaps have the, all the things that you might need, uh, even beyond the basic things of the food, the shelter, and the clothing, but there are just so many other components that to me would be included in that definition, that overarching definition of poverty. Okay. Such as uh, transportation, adequate transportation to get you to and fro, even to the voting polls. Okay. Uh, so, um, yes, there's a, a living definition of poverty, an expanded definition of poverty beyond what you might see captured in the census reports okay. and community surveys. Okay. All right. Thank you. So, um, you mentioned uh, a personal experience about uh, poverty. Can you go in more in depth about that and provide us an example of, of growing up in poverty and how that has impacted you and is shaping uh, what I believe is going to be your decision making if you are uh, selected for office? Oh yes, and growing up with poverty so many times, Dr. Uh, Fletcher, I saw that perhaps the way out would be education one of the best uh, ways out, most efficient ways out of poverty might be education. So it was important to me to come to what is now known as the City of Colleges uh, to come and pursue that education. And it has shown me a lot uh, in terms of my worldview, in terms of uh, paradigm, paradigm shifts. Okay. I tell you that uh, culturally, when you have an opportunity to experience that which you know, lived and breathed, and then you have an opportunity to immerse into perhaps the opposite of what you've known, uh, with, and associating and affiliating with the good people who may be perhaps more wealthy, more affluent, and may not be as aware of firsthand, um, I guess, challenges of poverty. Okay. Uh, that 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 strengthens a person. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, as we transition, I just want to uh, welcome everybody once again to Humanity Matters. We are uh, starting today our Meet the Candidates uh, series, and today is first up is Renee Henderson. I wanted to thank uh, Round Mountain Coffee for allowing us the opportunity to host uh, this series of events. We'll be having. Uh, these Meet the Candidate series uh, basically every Friday beginning at 11.30 and today we have with us Renee Henderson who is running for Faulkner County Justice of the Peace. Yes, correct? yes. All right. and we have some District 4. District 4. <laughs> Alright, and we have some of her uh, supporters here today and so I'm glad uh, people came to uh, be a part. Um, having a low uh, network connection and so if um, it se this feed seems to drop, we'll be okay. Uh, we'll be posting this uh, permanently on my Facebook page and also uh, you'll be able to find uh, the audio on our Humanity Matters podcast. And so, uh, Ms. Henderson, just to uh, continue on with our questions, uh, how is poverty impacting the area in which you are seeking to represent? Oh, Dr. Fletcher, I can tell you that as I canvass the district, and the district includes parts of Mayflower, okay. Cato, the River Plantation, Okay. Uh, going over to Raleigh Bottom and the new airport area. Okay. Uh, and of course, the Gold Lake community in which I live. As I visit with the people in these uh, in this district, I find even in the more urban-like areas such as Mayflower, and I compare that to 
the remote, more remote areas such as Cato and uh, Palarm, I find that there are seven, several, several ways in which people are being impacted by poverty. Okay. Uh, even if we start with that affective domain and look at the emotional and spiritual part of it, mm -hmm. I see people who are feeling helpless, hopeless, neglected okay. by local government, uh, people who believe that perhaps their vote does not even count, Okay. people who are having um, problems with filling out the forms in terms of literacy. Okay. I see that. I, I, I see uh, examples of people who are not able to get their voting rights reinstated. Okay. And also uh, being denied benefits such as food stamps, which you know that poverty affects uh, especially age groups, say 15 to 24, uh, and, and young children are in that age group, okay. you know, in those homes. So I see poverty, uh, as I talk with people, and they tell me about how they believe that they're followed mm -hmm. sometimes by uh, the police. Okay. Uh, and then also, I, I just just numerous ways that have come to light and people have, have shared as I, I talk with them, Dr. Fletcher, and it lets me know that I must move forward. Okay. with all the volunteers and all the supporters to secure this position. Okay. Not so much for myself, but on behalf of the people. Okay, so um, as a justice of the peace, how do you think you can address um, issues such as food insecurity? So you mentioned uh, persons who are receiving uh, SNAP substance, uh, yes. excuse me, uh, yes. Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Um, how do you think you can uh, help people in that regard? Well, in terms of the SNAP program, uh, I believe that we're going to uh, educate. We're going to have to educate. We're going to have to have uh, community forums. Okay. We're going to have to have the people from those service units come into the community. Uh, we need to hear from them. The people need to hear from them okay. directly uh, in their communities. We have churches. We have uh, community places in the community such as Senior Citizen Center where perhaps we can bring some of those leaders into the community and let's have a dialogue, let them mm -hmm. understand what's expected, let them understand what's going to be expected in terms of the new work, the proposed working requirement okay. in order for them to get benefits. And uh, I think if you engage the people, uh, they, that helps them to understand, it helps them to move forward, it helps them to be able to uh, either cooperate or see what they may need to do to uh, have a more active voice okay. in what's going on in decisions being made on their behalf. Okay. Um, recently, uh, every year, uh, the organizations uh, conduct what is called a point in time count, and that is to uh, identify the number of homeless persons that are in our county. Uh, this recent point in time count for 2018, uh, we approximated. 221 persons in the county uh, who are homeless. As a uh, justice of the peace, if you are elected, um, how could the quorum court work towards uh, alleviating homelessness in, uh, you know, Conway, Greenbrier, Bologna, uh, and Mayflower? Uh, what do you see as the role of, of the quorum court? Well, I believe that the quorum court will have to connect with uh, city officials, um, have agreements with them. 
uh, have meetings to understand better the homeless population. Okay. And I know that from attending the city council meetings in Conway and Mayflower, especially Conway, and attending some of the, the planning commission meetings and attending uh, various meetings that uh, Conway here in, in, in Faulkner County, there seems to be a pretty um, good coalition going to address homelessness. Mm -hmm. I think it's corn court members where we may not have, all of them may not have a first-hand experience with poverty and homelessness perhaps, that as you become more educated, okay. as you become uh, more immersed, where you actually seek out the people and where they are and talk with them, visit with them, okay. uh, that you can really become enlightened. Okay. And then you can know better how best to address them and how to serve their needs. Okay. All right. All right. Appreciate that. Um, so let's look at uh, previous administrations. Uh, we can look at uh, the current Quorum Court and, and, and previous uh, Quorum Court administrations. Uh, evaluate their efforts uh, to directly address poverty in Faulkner County. Would you give them that? an A, a B, a C? A scale of one to ten, you know, ten being awesome, one being uh, we have work to do. Uh, evaluate uh, the administration uh, in in their role of addressing poverty in uh, Faulkner County. Well, um, Dr. Fletcher, that might that evaluation may be somewhat limited, but just based on the data that we have available, and even that can be distorted. The data we have available to go on. But uh, in terms of poverty, as I compare Faulkner County to the other 74 counties in, in Arkansas, uh, I was a little bit surprised to, to, at the numbers, okay. especially with this being a, a city of colleges. Okay. I believe that we could uh, do better. Okay. I think we could have some better measures and indexes. We could be doing better if there were more people at that table looking at poverty initiatives. Uh, and I, I'm hoping that that will be a priority, one of the priorities for the current court going forward. I hope that we are into the, uh, a part of the poor people's campaign. I mm -hmm. hope we're a part of the decarcerate campaign. Mm -hmm. I, I hope that we're looking at, uh, we'll be interested in looking at some of the people and see how it, it benefits us to do so. Um, if, if we are the community that you know we espouse to be okay. that poverty will definitely be an issue that uh, we want to really address okay. and reduce. Okay, you you speak a lot about um, education. Yes, uh, that's a repeated theme I hear you uh, saying throughout uh, the answers to these questions. Uh, considering your area of desired representation, um, what solutions do you recommend uh, to the quorum court? Uh, you get elected. Uh, you start uh, that first day, that first meeting, okay? Uh, what would be some solutions that you would propose uh, to address poverty in uh, Faulkner County? Okay, in Faulkner County, I guess some of the solutions, solutions I would propose would be to uh, engage with not only Quorum Court JPs, but also, you know, making sure that even people who are in upward government positions such as uh, state representatives okay. uh, uh, and senators such as our Congress men at this time, no women mm -hmm. uh, for Arkansas but I would propose that we really have some 
uh, sit down at the table meetings such as this, okay. uh, that we engage some of the community leaders that may oftentimes just be left out of okay. the conversation. Okay. Uh, and that we do some landscape, some uh, window shield surveys perhaps into these communities. Okay. That we uh, go to where the people are gathered, invite them out, but also let us invite ourselves in. Okay. Let us uh, show that we have a true interest, I believe, uh, in the school system for education. One school there in my district is Mayflower. Okay. Uh, Mayflower, um, I believe, not everybody that graduates from there, maybe not even the majority of the students, are going to go off to college right away. Okay. But I believe uh, we have a responsibility to support the students, the graduates, uh, Say they they desire to go on to a trade school, okay, plumbers, electricians. Uh, that that also is education, and that we make sure that as a county, that we have uh, things in place that would support their endeavors. Okay, so so you see an important role. Um, I almost see it as as a, as a JP. You stand between um, the city council and the mayor. Uh, and the state representatives, state senators, uh, to be of assistance to address poverty. Would that be a good uh, summation? Yes. I would say yes, that okay. JP to me is seen more at that grassroots level where we're okay. really connected with the people. And a lot of that connection, I believe, is by choice. Do we choose to be connected or do we choose to serve from afar off? Okay. And when we do that, I believe if we choose that route of, of, of that distance service, uh, that distant public servant, that uh, we'll consent to continue to see uh, poverty increases rather than poverty decreases. But I believe as we close in and we truly care about the uh, needs and the living conditions and just the state of being of all people, Okay. Then uh, we will go out, and, and we you know we will choose to interact, and we will okay. choose to gain that information and knowledge that they have, and let them share with us their experiences. Okay. All right. As we're uh, headed on the, the downward swing of this, um, sp speak directly to uh, the men and women who are in uh, low-income situations. Uh, those men and women who are on uh, some type of assistance, uh, well, what would you have to say to them uh, if they were sitting around this table, uh, those men and women who live in uh, the district you're seeking to represent, what would you have to say to them uh, in the next few minutes? I would say to them, um, I would ask them how they are listen to how they openly respond and I want to know in that conversation whether or not they're registered to vote. Okay. I think that's important. Uh, their voting status is important. Uh, even for people who have been formerly incarcerated, that's a part of our campaign. We want to help and we know a lot of, of the people who are incarcerated may well be indigent people, marginalized people, uh, people who are destitute and more poor. And so we want to we want to know how how people came to be impoverished. You know, there are so many means to poverty. Uh, uh, some sometimes I would want to know. You know, what's your hope for the future? Okay. What what 
have you not accomplished that you would have wanted to accomplish? Okay. Uh, what's your hope for your children and your grandchildren? Uh, are you willing to start now? I recognize uh, your past as you tell me about mm -hmm. this, but are you ready to start now? Okay. I believe we ought to have, uh, when we look at the educational level of the people of Faulkner County, yes, Dr. Fletcher, I believe that we ought to have more jobs where people can come in to uh, mm -hmm. people with expertise okay. uh, and they can help them work out of their poverty, yes, uh, a, a real plan. Okay. Uh, just as we have people with jobs who are in incarcerating them mm -hmm. for minor offenses, mm -hmm. Uh, filling up those bed spaces. Mm -hmm. I believe if we if we take a different approach mm -hmm. uh, to nonviolent offenders, if we take a, a, a different approach to people who have served time, paid their debt back to society, um, and help them see their worth and recognize their contributions, that we will see uh, fewer uh, instances of where people kneel when the national anthem is being same. Okay. We'll see fewer people uh, not wanting to say parts of the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay. I think it, uh, poverty, it goes back to the humanity component and mm -hmm. that, that connectedness, that spirituality okay. uh, that which binds us all. You know, we all want uh, a better existence for ourselves and our family. Okay. And so if we could work together, I, I, I would say to the people, trust me, Trust pe like people um, to help work with you. I would say to pastors. I would especially say to pastors. Yes, our congregations need word, the word, the scripture, but our people also need um, help across political lines, uh, lines that affect their lives. Let's 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 see how the church and the community can work together in some of those areas okay. out of poverty. Any concluding thoughts? Um, the conclu uh, concluding thoughts would be, uh, I guess, just to challenge our corn court members, mm -hmm. our officials, our appointed and elected officials, our leaders to just be more educated across lines, especially as they relate to poverty, okay. just uh, educate more. I, this invitation caused me even to uh, go back and look at some of the details and, and some of the data mm -hmm. on poverty and to look at, you know, the uh, and even the data. Poverty has, poverty is just intertwined into so much, mm -hmm. so much, Dr. Fletcher. And I think uh, Faulkner County, could reduce its poverty rate if we really make it a priority. And actually, we're, we're higher compared to the other 74 counties. And to me, that, that should not be. Okay. Well, thank you, Ms. Renee. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, next week, uh, June 8th, 2018, Christy Berry will be with us. She is candidate for Faulkner County Justice uh, of the Peace as well. Uh, this has been Humanity Matters, a discussion and reflections on theology, philosophy, leadership, and nonprofits. For more information, uh, you can visit the website, philipfletcher.org, like us on YouTube, as at Humanity Matters, and you can subscribe uh, to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And remember, if we remember to live in hope, uh, we can do the impossible. Uh, take care, and God bless.
good job. It wasn't that bad, was it? <laughs> she didn't appear to be nervous a, a bit. <laughs> Y'all really just agreed to be the first one. <laughs> Were you the? Was she the first? No, actually, she wasn't. Uh, Tara. Tara Ward, who's running for city council. Oh, the JP. Um, hers is the first one that's actually done. 